Hi, my name is Kevin Sundle, and you're here at the Turning Winds podcast, where I'm having conversations with different roles at the Turning Winds program. Um, Turning Winds is a full continuum of care for teens who are needing a little bit of support uh, in mental health uh, and academics as well. Thank you for joining us, and I hope this is going to be a benefit to parents out there. So today we're going to be spotlighting, uh, you know, one of the staff at Turning Winds, and today we have Eric Loesch, uh with us. And Eric, if you just want to introduce yourself and who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. Thank you. So uh, again, my name is Eric. I'm Director of Admissions here at Turning Winds. Um, so I oversee basically everything, <clears throat> excuse me, in regards to admissions. Um, been in that role now for, uh, this will be what my fifth year. Um, I had my hands kind of in a couple other things with some outreach, networking, insurance, billing and stuff, but, uh, primary focus is, uh, day-to-day admissions, uh, to our program here. And so, I mean, obviously you've talked to so many families, uh, over five years. Um, what do you think, you know, s- some of the common sort of threads are in those kind of conversations. I think one of the things is when people make that first call, it's obviously, you know, they're, they're in a time of crisis. There's a lot going on. They're not sure exactly what to do. Um, but I think, you know, you, you can provide some comfort here by saying like, you're not, you're not the only one there's, you know, hundreds, thousands of families uh, that you've you know talked to. Um, tell me a little bit about how those conversations go what their concerns are um, and and how you work with them. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a difficult decision, you know, that families are making uh, in terms of the placement they're trying to provide for their child combined with, you know, the, the difficulty and the emotion that they're dealing with. Right. So at the end of the day, let's call what it is. It's not a call that that family really wants to be making. Right. Um, and so, excuse me, in most cases, these are families that, um, you know, have explored lesser avenues or, or lower levels of care, I would term it, right, outpatient therapy, one-on-one therapy, maybe even an IOP or um, a PHP program, something of that nature, um, more than likely has been explored. Um, and if they're making a call to us, right, and I'm on the other end um, and speaking with them, that has not been successful. Right. And so now they're taking more drastic measures. They're seeking that higher level of care um, in terms of residential uh, treatment. So, you know, one, they're trying to find the program that's going to best meet their child's needs. Um, and then two, again, they're, they're battling with the difficulty of, of what that decision entails with, you know, their child being away from home um, in a residential setting and trusting their loved one to the care of, you know, to others, really what, what essentially starts as strangers. Um, you know, and so part of my goal, really my, I'd say my ultimate goal is to make sure that that parent, that loved one, you know, even that professional, you know, to some extent, but traditionally it's going to be more parents or loved ones, family members leaves that call, you know, more educated about that decision um, cause that's another area where many don't know, right there. Hey, we've tried this, uh, this outpatient therapist or stuff of that nature. And, and we need something more, but we're just not sure what that is. Right. And so it's helping them to become more educated on what their options are, particularly residential care, 
what that looks like, what, what the resources that are available to them are. Um, and I want them leaving better educated um, with that, whether that be turning wins, if turning wins is that fit, great, that's fantastic. Um, if it's not, uh, well then great, let's get you in the direction of something that's better suited, right? Maybe that's a short-term residential is just, is just better in that case, or uh, maybe turning wins just isn't a fit clinically. Uh, maybe there's a better acute setting that's going to meet that child's needs. Um, and so getting them in that direction, um, you know, so I want to make sure they're feeling uh, educated on those options, um, you know, and then within that, um, you know, my mission obviously is to help educate them specifically on turning wins, right, program here, um, you know, how we can help meet that youth's needs. Uh, and help that family, um, because it really is meeting the needs of both, right? The child's in our care, but we're working with that family uh, for extended periods of time or a six to 12 month program. So it's a relationship that's being built there. Um, and my goal isn't to sell them on anything. It's just to help them understand who we are, what we're about, lend a compassionate ear. Um, you know, the truth is I've been in their shoes. Um, well, I've been in the shoes of their child. I should say my family's been in their shoes. Um, you know, many years ago, having gone through um, a couple different levels of care and ultimately a residential, long-term residential setting uh, back in 2008 myself. So I know what that's like. I know the emotion of what comes with that. I've had many discussions with my own family about that since, obviously, um, you know, about that, that decision they had to make, one of which I was not in support of, um, you know, and involved in uh, my family was doing what was in my best interest. I didn't see it that way at the time. I now come to recognize the great gift that that was. But, you know, it's just lending a compassionate ear, trying to educate, um, familiarizing them with who we are, what we're about, so they can make, you know, the best decision uh, for uh, for their loved one and for their family. Yeah, because we I mean, really, we are talking about children in the final years you know, before they transition to an adult and, you know, really kind of investing the time to make sure that they understand how to look at themselves, how to look at problems they're going to be facing and then be better prepared to make good decisions when they're, when they're challenged. But, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, I, I always like when I'm on campus there is, you know, it doesn't feel institutional. Um, you know, it really is an inviting place where you see children living, you know, in, in healthy ways. I mean, they're certainly spending lots of time in clinical, lots of time on their education, but they're also getting out there doing fun activities as well. So tell me a little bit about some of the fun activities that that they wouldn't expect. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's crucial. What you're mentioning there, Kevin, is is that fact that um you know it's it's a true residential treatment setting it's not an acute hospital sterile setting um which is no knock on those i mean those are appropriate settings uh and um levels of care for for uh, an appropriate time and place but you know this is uh something where we want that clinical piece we want that academic piece um for our youth that's imperative um that's why these kids are coming here that's why families seeking care but you know it's uh what i would describe um, some families kind of think of it almost like a summer camp uh, that's that's longer, that's extended out with uh, much more care provided within it, right? Uh, but it's important these kids are having a good time. Uh, it's important that they're, they're having fun, that they're forging relationships, um, that they're 
putting these connections together because that's what's going to provide for that lasting success and positive outcome for them. Um, you know, if it's just therapy uh, or if it's just therapy and academics and you don't have that connection being uh, created, then I would say what unfortunately happens is most are going to leave and, and they're not going to be successful because they're not going to put this into their day-to-day, right, implementing their day-to-day living. So they need to build that foundation that's going to enable them to be successful, but they need to kind of correlate and put that together in their own minds, um, you know, for themselves. And so that's where integrating those activities is crucial um, to, to have a good time, but, but also just the importance therapeutically of success for them. So it uh, depends, obviously, on seasonal or time of season, what we're doing. But um, I'd say throughout spring, summer and fall, um, we're doing a lot of outdoor activities, um, you know, from day to day things on weekends uh, or even weekdays, hiking, backpacking, um, kayaking, mountain biking, you know, we're down at the Hiawatha Bike Trail in Coeur d'Alene. Um, you know, we're going hiking locally in our area. We have the Kootenai Falls, you know, that we're getting to. Um, we go fishing. Um, so it's a lot of, a lot of wilderness-based activities that our kiddos are doing. Um, again, that can be a simple, you know, couple hours on a Saturday, Sunday, or even weekday. And then we do even larger activities where we're gone three, four nights uh, on venture trips that are often incorporating a number of those activities um, between uh, our kids and team. Uh, and that could be locally here in Montana. Um, that could be in, uh, we go to Idaho, we go to uh, Northern California, uh, we've gone to Oregon coast, we go to Banff um, and different parts of, of Montana, not just our own backyard. So we really try to get around with those. Um, and again, those are three, four nights integrating a variety of different activities. We might be camping, we might be staying at a cool, fun Airbnb and doing different activities. Uh, so there's a lot of variety to that. Um, and then in the winter months, you know, we're, uh, I'd say our big ticket item really is skiing and snowboarding. Um, we're at Schweitzer Mountain in Sandpoint, Idaho, um, you know, weekly, uh, which is, uh, I'd say, really just just an awesome activity that our kids get to do. Um, I think really look forward to, um, you know, to each their own in terms of what their preference might be. Maybe they prefer the camping, but it provides a nice variation for our kids. They're not confined in winter months, you know, which are obviously colder. Or maybe you're not camping uh, because of that cold, but you're still able to get outdoors, you're able to get active. Um, and we have kids that, you know, have been skiing or snowboarding for years. And we have kids that have never put on a skis or, um, or gone snowboarding. And, and that's just fine. We love that too. You know, they're able to, uh, to do that and try that for the first time and, and get a little more experience with that and, and have some fun with, uh, with their peer group. Cool. Thank you for the time. I mean, I think to all the parents who are listening out there, you know, the recovery mantra kind of comes to mind that usually applies to to people using it for their for themselves and, and the perspective. Um, but the mantra is nothing changes if nothing changes. And I think, you know, you can't kick the can on this one. You know, you really, you are at a pivotal moment uh, in this child's life. And, you know, I mean, now that you've heard Eric's voice, you know, He's he knows a lot. He's talked to a lot of parents, and he'll be able to to kind of help you um, in what you're going through. So again, thank you, Eric, and um, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. So if you are a parent and you'd like to have a conversation, uh, 
I strongly encourage you to give Turning Winds a call um, at 800-845-1380. But there's also many, many resources available on the website at turningwinds.com.